Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. There have been so many shifts happening over here in the Critides household. Welcome to today's episode on Getting Magnetic. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. If you have been following along, you know we just finished our seven-part series, postpartum series. And whether you are a parent or not, I still feel like you could benefit from it. You still could learn from it. Um, Yeah, if you're a parent or going to ever be a parent. Or if you know anyone that's pregnant or wants to become a parent. Like, they literally need to hear all that wisdom that was just dropped because- So much value add. I literally wish I knew all that stuff Like, so many different people that are just so good in their what they do Mm -hmm. and have so much wisdom and helped so many people. And, like, that's the coolest thing. They, like, are so good at that one thing. That we know of, at least. They're probably good at other things, too. But they can add so much value there. And when you put all those pieces together, you're like, wow. I know. I'm just thinking through that whole series. Like, we started with a sharing our birth story. That was the longest getting magnetic episode ever. And then we went into interviewing Melanie, our midwife. Mm-hmm. And then we went into interviewing Liza, our postpartum doula. And then we went into wow. I don't even remember I'm the whole order. Linking on the next one. I know there was. Oh, I think it was Annalise, pelvic floor specialist. Pelvic floor is huge, which I'm realizing guys can do too. There was Brooke Wolf, yep. voice activation kind of. Oh my gosh. Ther- sound therapy coach. And then Alex, who owns the new mom school. New mom school. And then we did the final training. one with Lindsay and Paige yeah. on sleep training. And man, that was all so valuable and so transformative and. I'm so grateful like for the timing of when we have like started a family too, because to have the resources to have all that, like I know you kind of joked, you called it my like birth or like postpartum SWAT team. Yes. She had a SWAT team. Because it was a lot of people and obviously it's like um, a big commitment like financially and like there's a lot that went into that. And I'm so grateful that I had all those amazing experts to be by my side through it all. That reminds me, I need to Tell our CPA's uh, organic shout out to GeoCPA. If anyone doesn't have like an amazing CPA, we have one for you. you usually, actually, it's only for business owners or if you invest in real estate. And you have to six make figures at least and six up. figures. Yeah. yeah. But um, they just asked me, like, do you have any like medical expenses from like birth and whatever? And thereafter, I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, I have a lot. Let me, let me send those to you. So good reminder. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's something money comes and goes and <clears throat> you realize like, birth of a child is once in a lifetime. Literally, a child's only born once. And the mother's postpartum journey with that child is once. And, and it's you crucial. You how much yeah, crucial. it can affect not only the mother's day-to-day, like her state of mind and energy, but then the families too, right? Because that's going to you know affect everyone else around them. But then also the child's, like the child's upbringing. 
Well, like Liza said in that episode, the first 40 days, like there's this saying or whatever, the first 40 days postpartum dictate the next 40 years of that child's life. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, grateful for the resources we do have, but realizing like it was just something that is so valuable. And when you kind of not, you can't put a price or a value on it and you just kind of make it work no matter where you're at. Like, I think it's just so helpful, but yeah, that... Great. I applaud you for doing that series. It was amazing. That was amazing. honestly so really hard for me to do. And like a lot of energy went into that. And I resisted it in so many ways because it's just like vulnerable. And like sometimes when I'd go to like record one of them, I'd have to like get in the mindset like, okay, I have to go back here. And, you know, mm-hmm. just like thinking about all the stuff that went into it, like writing the descriptions, interviewing the people, rescheduling all the stuff. I'm like, man, this is like a lot. But I'm like reminding myself like, no, 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 Sandy, this is going to help this is seriously going to help people. This is going to change some people's postpartum journey and the course that they wouldn't have had had you not put this out there. So um, let's talk about today, where are we at since then? Like We're sleeping. Oh my God, we're sleeping now. Through the night. What the heck? Like it's just a, Cam is such a good sleeper now and that, you know, a big part of that was the sleep coaching, sleep training with Paige and Lindsay and that, you take sleep for granted for sure. Now like just pretty much knowing I think every night, Camus slept through the night. There's a few times she wakes up, you know, here and there, but it's rare. And we're like, wow, whenever we go to bed, we get to wake up whenever we want, or Cam will get us up by like 6, 6 37, maybe. And that is like such a blessing. Yeah, it's really cool. So, so we're good. We're refreshed. Yes, we're good. We're refreshed. And what we were talking about before we hit record, which is all the things that we're focused on right now in terms of like shifts in our life and our family and. There's been something, you know, if you guys haven't picked up on this by now, I'm kind of like the heartbeat of this family. <laughs> like I, something comes she, on. She's the emotion. Yeah. You're the heart. You're the heart. Something comes on my heart and then we, Yeah. by the way, if you're wondering why I keep looking at you like that, it's because you keep cutting me off. Well, there's, I also had one more <laughs> tangent before you got into like the big next okay, steps. Okay. Get your tangent out. Um, we were in Florida last week and I just remember looking at Sandy and I'm like, my wife is hot. Like I always think you're hot, but like you're you had a bikini on your body and everything. I'm like, she just had a, a baby. That I looked at Cam and I'm like Cam was in her belly t- uh, ten and a half months ago. Like, so I applaud you. I know that's that's not an easy journey and all the things, but I just remember being like, Good job, Babo. And that's that's not everything, of course. But you've really worked really hard on mentally but physically, and it obviously goes together on just being the best you and being the best mom and wife and friend and leader and business owner and all the things. Thank you. Okay. So yeah, what I was saying was I'm oftentimes like the uh, emotional, what's the like- You're um, the visionary Like of our the family. denominator. Like I'm the, is that what it's called? You know, like a- That's math. No, I know. Yeah. Numerators on top, denominators on so, bottom. So like I'm the denominator of the family. Yeah. I'm always on top. Wait. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to publish this episode. Yes, you are. <laughs> Especially with what's coming next week. Oh, God. Um, anyway. No, totally. Sandy's the visionary. Sandy gets visions. So and- I don't know where this vision came from, but about two months ago, I told Wade, I'm like, I don't think, like, I was born and raised in California. Like, I've spent my whole life here pretty much. And I'm like, I don't know what this is feeling that I have. It's very intense. But something, I have like this deep inner knowing that we're not supposed to be here for very long. So... Next May, when our lease is up here in Orange County, we're going to Switzerland for six months. 
you know, that's been something on my heart for a long time. My mom was born and raised there. I have dual citizenship. I speak the language Swiss German. So we're doing that for six months, which is amazing. But now we're already starting to think, okay, so next fall when that chapter's over, where are we going? I don't think it's California. And I've just been craving land and craving space and craving this just different lifestyle, like a slower pace. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know if I like dreamt about this or like literally like why this is on my heart. I never thought I would leave California like long-term, but that's something we've been really contemplating. And for some reason, I don't know why. It's not like we have a specific reason that these places are calling us, but North Carolina has been a place we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Tennessee has been a place we've been talking about. We recently visited friends in Georgia and we loved like Alpharetta and Milton, Georgia. Mm-hmm. We're even thinking Idaho. Like this is so random for us to yeah. be thinking about this. So if you're listening to this and you live in one of those places or you have connections or like, we just want to hear from you. We want to, we're in this transitionary phase of like, oh my gosh, like we're going to pick up our lives and throw everything in storage and go to Europe for six months and then then what? Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And there's something so liberating and I'm, I'm so grateful for the just ability and freedom to do that. Uh, you know, to go to Europe, I, I really reflect and be like, <laughs> my in my past life, aka before us getting married, before us, you know, having businesses together, working in finance, like I couldn't go to Europe for six months, like Switzerland. I couldn't, I guess I could pick up and move. No, I was at my desk. Like it just, it, it wasn't like that. And so you could have the, done it, but you'd be unemployed. <laughs> yeah. The ability to do that is is amazing. And I'm so grateful. And I think that's where the world's going too, right? Like people, the pan like the pandemic really shook up our souls. And it's like, we, yeah, I think a lot of it is like I'm, you know, Sandy's born and raised in Orange County, California, one of the most beautiful places you can live, especially in America. And I never I thought she would want to leave, really, but here she is, like, I have this mama intuition or whatever it is, this gut feeling, like, I want to explore, I want to land, I want Cam to be able to, like, run around in the backyard, and that's not necessarily a thing here, I mean, Orange County is beautiful in different ways, and so it's really opened our mind up, and the cool thing is, like, when you are open-minded, it just opens up a world of possibilities, and it doesn't mean you'll necessarily just, like, move and whatever. It's just like, oh man, yeah, let's explore. Let's think about that. And for some reason, you know, there's, this is part science, part magic, right? But when you are open to something, you start seeing it more, the reticular activating system, right? When when you think about Teslas or buy a Tesla, you see them everywhere. So lately we've been talking about North Carolina. We've been getting signs for North Carolina everywhere. Like it's crazy how much, and we've been thinking about Tennessee and other places too, but like North Carolina just keeps on repeat over and over. And I've never noticed anything about North Carolina until like the past couple of months. And I feel like... I don't, have you have you been? No. It, yeah. She hasn't even been. I've I don't been know why that came on my once. heart. I was just like, oh my gosh, I think we might need to move there. So I'm curious and I'd love to hear from you guys. Like, please, you know, slide into our DMs message, either one of us personally or on our Getting Magnetic Instagram. But I'd love to know, like, if you've moved, like, how did you think about the process? Like, I'm sitting here thinking like, oh my gosh, how do you make a decision? Like, there's such a, there's so many places we could go and there's no, like, I mean, there are a few draws, like weather will play a role. I can't move somewhere that has like insane winters. Yeah, I think you focus on what you want first, which yeah. we have. But I want to know, like, has have have you ever had, like, I recently heard about a, a relocation specialist. That's a career. What? You can hire a relocation specialist that, like, gets to know you, knows your values, and then they can, like, map out different spots for you 
in the country or in the world based off what you value, whether That's it's wild. weather, whether it's school systems, whether it's, you know, like I'm like, That's kind of a cool job. That's like such a cool really job. Cool. Like, I, but I'm thinking about that. I'm like, wow. Like, how do you think about when you're open to moving pretty much anywhere? How do you think about that? Like, it's just been consuming so many of my thoughts and it's, it's an exciting thing. Like I get this like warm, cozy, like nostalgic feeling around, oh my gosh, we get to plant our roots somewhere new and like create a new lifestyle for us. It's really exciting to think about. Yeah. I think too, like we just watched recently, it was the second time I saw it, but what is it? The Littlest Big Farm documentary? I think it's The Little Big Farm. The Little Big Farm or Biggest Little Farm, something like that. Such a <laughs> I think good. it's a purchase on Amazon Prime or something like that. But first, highly recommend everyone watches that if you haven't, or if you have, maybe rewatch it again. But you realize there's this connection. Humans have this connection to nature, and you realize nature is like its own ecosystem and just works perfectly on its own. And humans, we kind of mess it up. But amazing. Don't need to get into that. But it, you, you realize like, oh my gosh, yeah, I want to be really connected to nature. And I think people have really felt that recently. And that's why I think a lot of people are relocating and moving and it's like are more open to that. And so I think for us, we realize what we want, land, space, you know, that good energy, the connection to nature, the an acre or whatever, like something where Cam I really, and future siblings can run around on. Something I really crave too is like this neighborhood vibe where you are like friends with all your neighbors yeah. and you have like block parties mm-hmm. and like, you know, your kids like pop in and out of each other's houses and like they're well-fed and they're well-loved and they're well-taken care of. And not to say that's not possible here in California, but it's wild. Like we've lived in this particular neighborhood for a year and we literally do not know our next door neighbors. And I can literally see in their kitchen right now, like their, their kitchen is maybe 15 feet from me. And I'm like, I don't even know their names. I've never met them. And I've lived next to them for 365 days. Like what the heck? Like, I just think that's odd versus like, when we were visiting our friends in Georgia, like, you know, we were like, oh, what's the neighborhood like? And they're like, oh my gosh, like everyone's running in and out of each other's places. Like everyone loves each other. Like the kids are like, I don't like what my mom made tonight. Can I come to your house for dinner? I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like so cool to have that type of vibe. And I just crave that like community. community. Yes. And you know, another thing I realized, like front porches are a thing in places. Like I grew up in the Northeast, but even more so in the South, it's a front porch, which like welcomes and you sit on the front porch open to your neighborhood versus like most people have the back patio or the back porch, the back thing, which is more private. And that's cool too in a different sense. But yeah, that where you just walk around and people are friendly and open and there's a neighborhood feel and there's land and there's space. So that's kind of this next chapter we might be in. And not, you know, it might be a chapter. Who's to say it's going to be forever? Who knows? But it's really cool to think about. Yeah. So anyway, lots of change mm-hmm. is over over here. And um, we're just embracing that and knowing like, hey, whatever is meant to be will be. And I was actually talking about this with one of my best friends, Leslie. We've been friends since seventh grade mm. the other day. And I was like, gosh, Les, like I kind of feel, I feel good about it now. But at the time when I was talking to her, I was like, I kind of feel irresponsible. Like, oh my gosh, I'm a new mom and I don't know yet where I'm going to be living. Like I'm literally putting my stuff in storage and then going 9,000 miles away to a foreign country. And then I don't know where I'm going next. Like I almost feel like irresponsible or something. And she's like, Sandy, Orange County isn't your home. Wade and Cam are your home. Oh, And I was like, oh. My heart. I love that you just said that, Les. Like 
That's so true. Like home is where we lay our heads. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really. Or homes where, yeah, wherever with family. Yeah. Like, like whoever your, your loved ones are. Yeah, as long as we're together. So yeah, that's something we're kind of working through, but um, it's exciting. I want to build a compound too. Like mm-hmm. my dream is like buy land and like all my favorite, most epic people, like we all just build homes. Coexist. On it. And you're like far enough away where, you, you know, you have your own home and space, but you also have this like communal center. I feel like it should have like a fire pit. A and fire like pit. It'll have like some barbecue. open air, like gazebo type thing, which football will be watched in, depending on where it is, if there's winter there, which there is in North Carolina, it might have to be open, closed, whatever. But, you know, something where, like, you can all congregate in the middle. Yes. And it's all, like, epic people. It would be amazing. I love the stream. So, and I would love for a farm to be on it, but I don't think I'm a, a natural farmer. So you're that not might a farmer. So someone else. I'll do some of the farm stuff. I'm Pumpkin City Brewery's newest pumpkin patch bartender. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, it's not yeah. called – you don't even know the name of your employer. That's not what it's called. Pumpkin City Patch Brewery. Okay. I have to tell you guys a story. So – I've worked, you guys, okay, have you worked in a restaurant before? Like, I've worked in restaurants. I've worked in hospitality. I've done that. And working with the public can be, like, really hard and really, uh, a lot of growth happens during that. And I think Wade was a hostess for, like, 2.5 seconds when he was 15 years old. First of all, hostess is female. I was a host. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Most of my other hosts were hostesses, yes, but... It was $8 an hour in like eighth or ninth grade. Yes. That okay. My first but since job. then he hasn't worked in hospitality or like in a restaurant or whatever. And we've always joked about him like being a bartender. I'm like, babe, you need to like, it's too bad you never did that because you'd be an epic bartender. And like, you need to do that because you need to know what it's like to like deal with the public, be on that type of service type of job. Cause you've like, you know, after college, like he just went straight into this like career path and like never really had that chapter that myself and so many other people have had of like kind of still figuring it out. Like he had it figured out right away. And I'm like, man, you need to have this bartending chapter. So what do you know? What you put out comes full circle. Our friends own- I love this. She thinks it was her idea. No, I didn't say that. So our friends own this incredible pumpkin patch that's like famous in Orange County. And they also own a, what's called Christmas tree lot. And this year they are having, I think for the first time ever or second year. Oktoberfest- German brewery beer tent yeah. set up with At the pumpkin, the pumpkin patch. patch. There's rides and there's all sorts of things. Oh my gosh. So we were like, this is your chance. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, back to that. I always wanted to be a bartender. Even when we moved to California, I was like, I hope my finance job will let me go remote, which they ended up doing. But if not, I'll just bartend until I figure out my next move. Like I always wanted to do that. Like one, I love people. Two, I think you, you and then what Sandy opened my eyes to is, you really get a sense for people and you have to be able to understand and relate to people. And you're also going to get some people's best day and you're going to get some people's worst day. And I'm like, wow, I love humans and human nature and understanding people. And like, that would be so cool. And I've never done it. Well, so, and you have a whole different appreciation. Like when you go to restaurants, like yeah. now I always, whenever I go to a restaurant or anything, I'm always just so grateful for all the behind the scenes things that people are doing to keep that place functioning. But it's also going to be great networking and super fun. And the environment, are you kidding me? There's going to be kids oh, be running around everywhere, picking out their pumpkins, it's like so happy. Fun. I offer to do it for free. And they're like, nope, we pay 16 an hour. You have to <laughs> fill out all this employment paperwork and all these W-9s and whatever. And there's tips. And I'm like, 
Oh, now. Oh, it's on now. This is all going to be going into Cam's investment fund. So now it's a competition. What's the most someone's ever gotten in a night in tips? I'm, I want to set the world record. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to be fun. It's going to be meet people. Yeah. But hey, that's another cool thing. Like be open to stuff like that. Right. And then I was talking about it and my brother-in-law is like, wait, yeah, I'll do that with you. And then other people are like, I want to do it. Are they still hiring? I'm like, I think they're done. They're, they're capped. You didn't make the cut. <laughs> I'm also claiming to be a celebrity bartender and everyone rolls their eyes. I'm like, celebrity bartender they're coming in they're like you're not wait you're not famous so bro. anyway Relax. if you're listening to this live when it drops his first night is tonight oh. october 5th <laughs> i'm nervous i have butterflies if anyone wants to come have a beer with wade yeah um, pumpkin city night. laguna hills wednesdays and fridays in october you know where to find him <laughs> yeah five to ten i'm gonna be closing it down i am gonna wear a sweater saying cutest pumpkin in the patch no, you're i'm gonna not. have my tip jar uh, be a picture of Cam saying this is for Cam's investment fund, and she is a matching sweater, cutest pumpkin in the patch. I imagine people will be putting thousand dollar bills in there. Is that even a thing? No. Anyway, anyway, um, where so, are we going next with so the pod? I where we're going next with the podcast, guys. There's actually we think some transition coming. Well, next week we're gonna be bringing on our friend Doctor Jack, yeah. who is our intimacy and sex coach, Ooh. and guys. After Cam started sleeping, you know, the past three months, we've been working with Dr. Jack and things have been getting heated up in her. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's been amazing. It's like, we'll get into it more, but sneak preview of next week. Like, it's been amazing working with her. It's it's opened up the the topic, like even just communication-wise, but also like physically of sex and intimacy, especially after having a baby, it just shifts a little yeah, bit. Yeah, things, not a little bit, a lot. A lot of it. And then there's some really cool like exercise and stuff and really uncomfortable stuff we've gone through. We're like, oh my gosh, we're doing this? Like, so stay tuned for next week. But that that's going to kind of open up, you know, we did the birth and the postpartum. And I think, you know, we've been talking about shifting into like kind of a relationship type series. And it, everything's fluid here at Getting Magnetic, but kind of going more into starting with sex and intimacy coach and then kind of go from there and like more relationship stuff. And cause we're, we're far from perfect. We, we fight and do all the things that every couple does and we work together. So it's like magnified. Right. But going into something like that. And yeah. then from there, we've been even thinking bigger picture. Yeah. We've been thinking bigger picture, you know, cause when we go to Switzerland and when we're in this transitionary phase, we're like, man, are we going to like keep posting two episodes per week? Or are we going to put a pause on the show or what are we going to do? And, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys. We're still, you know, trying to figure that out. Should we do like a updates from Switzerland, how traveling with a business and a baby is? Or, yeah. do or we, we could batch a we bunch pause of it. content ahead of time. But we're thinking about kind of transitioning, like really niching down because we know the riches are in the niches, right? We're thinking of niching down the podcast into, you know, getting magnetic, but like the love and business podcast. Like this is your go-to spot for all things relationship, all things business, working with your partner, being an entrepreneur and, you know, maybe working with your partner or one of you is an entrepreneur, whatever, but like balancing that and balancing business. So kind of having it be this like and, you know, we'll still do like special series or whatever sometimes once in a while, like kind of how we did, you know, this past one, but have it be more like specifically niched into love and love business. Love and business. Yeah. yeah. And we'll see. What do you guys think about that? Our loyal, faithful 
OG first listeners of the podcast. Let us know. Let us know what you think. Maybe we'll put some polls up too. Also, Instagram. we had a call last week with our producer Chase with Upstarter Pods. Shout out to him. And uh, you know, we were just chatting about different things. And then afterwards, we look at our stats. And I was so impressed, guys. Getting magnetic has had over three hundred and seventy thousand downloads. Dang. Are you kidding me? Like That's a lot of Sandy. Three hundred seventy thousand people listening. Like downloads like around the country too. There's over 50 the countries. World. Sorry, that's what I mean. Around the world in different countries, over 50 countries. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? I wow. want to know who from like Kazakhstan is listening to Getting Magnetic. I know. I'm very curious. Hit me up, bro. If you're out there. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next week with Dr. Jack to hear all things sex and intimacy and um, kind of cuckolding. Okay, we're not going to go there. Well, we are next week. Okay. That's just a sneak preview. I'm like, Sandy didn't know what that was. She's like, oh, yeah, cock holding? Sure thing. But we'll go into that story next week. All right. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) See you then. (laughs) Bye. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.